0: Welcome again to Big News Wednesday. It is indeed Big News Wednesday, but it is not Big JR Wednesday. JR is out for the week, but Sharon Reed is here, host contributor amongst many other things. Sharon, it is always great to get a chance to talk politics with you. Thank you for joining us for Big News Wednesday.
1: I hope I can fill JR's shoes. I think
0: you'll be just fine. I think you're gonna do just fine. Um, But anyway, very glad to have you here. And uh, yeah, no, it's a big news day. We've got a ton to dive into. We have big breaking news. We have big town hall news. Um, I sort of have related news in that later on today. I'm actually going to be moderating TYT's Democratic presidential candidate GOP Debate Response Forum. Figure out the acronym for that, everyone. But anyway, we're going to have uh, candidates Marion Williamson, Dean Phillips, and Jank Yuger responding to the GOP debate. Should be a lot of fun. Remember, this is not a debate that we're holding. We're holding a forum in response to debate, but it still is going to give them a chance to talk about their candidacies, uh, why they're running for president. Um, it would be great to have Democratic Party debates where they could do that. But you know what? What is this a democracy? Why would we have those? So this is what we have. I hope that you all tune in and support TYT in um in their, in their, our endeavor. But anyway, like I said, there's a lot to get to. So please hit the like button, share the stream, send us your comments, especially if you want the $100 blue gift card that we give away on a daily basis. Uh, now would be a great time to start sending your comments. And with all that said, Sharon, you ready to do this thing?
1: I've been ready. I was born ready. What day is it?
0: <laughs> Whatever day it is you seem ready to go. So let's jump into it. As Kevin McCarthy is weirdly fond of saying, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Well, he's finished. And the way that he finished is he is fleeing Congress in the middle of a congressional session, not even finishing out his term, which I always think is a very classy move. So he began this year becoming speaker, Speaker of the House, his life's ambition, and he achieved it. Briefly, and then was ousted as speaker on October third, and uh, you know now he's he's going to be leaving uh, end of the month. That's going to be it, and we'll talk a little bit about where that district goes from here. But you're probably wondering where does he go from here? Well, Kevin McCarthy said now it is time to pursue my passion in a new arena, and there was nothing more specific than that. So my mind is set ablaze. What could it be? Is he going to be making arts and crafts for Etsy? Is he going to become like an amateur carpenter? I don't know. It's some sort of passion, and it's probably not just lobbying. I imagine it's something passionate and a new arena rather than just becoming a lobbyist, which is what he's going to do. But anyway, uh, Sharon, what do you think about this? It was unexpected news. He's not going to be finishing out his term. He'll be gone within just a few weeks, actually.
1: Yeah, nothing like leaving the people hanging. But they might be better off, in my view. They they're better off. He's headed for wherever. The money is. Someone offered him a deal and he abandoned people and left it like that. And I think this this is so fitting that he's scurrying off into the night quickly. I'm tempted to say cockroaches, like, you know, turn on the lights and they mm-hmm. scurry about. But it's worse than that. Cause in Georgia, they're really not afraid. You turn on the light, they're gonna stare stare right at you. <laughs> um so maybe like a a new nah, New York City rats are tough too. Something like that. I think you get it. This guy, since he couldn't seize power. Lacking all morals, no integrity, decided, well, I'll just go elsewhere and cash in. I'll just make money. Yeah. He'll resurface. Maybe he'll try to run for governor or something. But it's really tragic that this is what we're left with. This is it. These are your leaders.
0: Yeah. Or were anyway, because <laughs> now they're gone. Yeah. Uh yeah. Maybe he'll run for governor, do horribly in California, um, in that. Yeah, I like so he's justifiably, I think, angry about what happened to him and how he was treated by his party. Um, he How did he not know that that was coming? I guess would be my response like, yeah, I'd be angry too. But I might also stop and think like, oh, I've been helping provide cover for these people and I've been thinking that I can harness their insanity for my own benefit. No, oh, what do you know the monsters attacking me now? Um, so he's very shocked by the fact that all of this didn't work out for him. And so he's going to leave and uh, you know it's not great necessarily for the Republican Party for at least a period, they're gonna have a narrower majority. It's gonna cut the report Republican majority down to 220 members versus the 213 Democrats cuz he's leaving and George Santos is leaving in a slightly different way being thrown out of the Capitol. So now they can only afford to lose, I think three votes or whatever uh, to the Democrats and then that's gonna be it. Now, Uh, Like with George Santos, there's going to be a special election um, that is going to be called for. And this, unlike with George Santos, though, this is a much more solidly red district. So it seems inevitable at this point that he will be replaced by another Republican. And Sharon, I guess the question I want to throw to you is, is that fundamentally why he's doing this? Like you, You postulated that maybe he was offered a job and that certainly there's a lot of reason to believe that. But it's also, I guess, possible that he could be defeated in a Republican primary. Like, you know, they, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it seems weird to leave right now. What is it about these people that they can't just do their job? Why is being a congressperson not enough for you? Just serve your constituents, pass some legislation. Don't you have like one authentic value that can be translated into policy? something you could do for the next eight months or whatever but no you're just too And un- oh they were mean to me now I'm just in Congress I'm just in the most powerful legislative body in the world there's so, they're so petulant they're so immature Sharon what do you think
1: and um, why can't you accept that he accomplished what he came there for okay he's he became Speaker of the House it took how many votes to get there but he did it he yeah. has uh elbowed the one guy who's his friend that he elbowed? down the hallway in the
0: kidneys. I forget, but yeah,
1: (laughs) this guy, So no, he doesn't have anything else to work on. That was his entire platform. Let me be a pendulum, let me pivot, whatever it is to make myself big. Adam Schiff tells the story about sitting next to him on a plane. And he said, who the real Kevin McCarthy was, he basically admitted I'm a fraud, okay? Maybe I'm paraphrasing a little bit. For him to, I don't even buy the angry thing, although these people are hypocrites. I do think that it's akin to, hey, you want to get with somebody and marry someone who's cheated on every spouse they've ever had, have at it. But when they do the same to you, are you really surprised and indignant about it? Maybe you are, but good riddance to think that he's doing it to secure the spot for, I think he'd love to burn the Republican Party now that he's not in charge anymore. I don't think he, He gives two, you know what's about anyone but him, he was offered money, a lot of money, and he wants to go home and pretend he's the big man on campus.
0: Yeah, Uh, you could end up being right, we'll see, You know, maybe it'll be a Boehner thing, he's gonna pop up pushing for marijuana legalization or something, being paid for that, I don't know. But almost certainly, yes, he is translating this as they all do into more money. Okay, well, uh, that's your breaking news, everyone. Now we need to take stock of what happened uh, last night because Donald Trump is not going to be participating in the Republican debate later on today. He made the calculation that he doesn't need to to win and uh, he's right. He's He doesn't need to apparently, weird. But, um, but he is trying to counter program as he always does. So he did a town hall with Sean Hannity, and uh, it got spicy right off the bat. Let's jump into this. You use the
2: words, I am your retribution. And now before that you said if you've been wronged and you used other words as well. But I want to be very, very clear on this. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever if reelected president to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? You mean like they're using right now?
0: Just say no, just just say no when the guy who like has never given you anything other than the softest of balls says, they say you're gonna be an autocrat. Would you like to just say that that's not true? And he says, "Oh, they do it too. Jesus, he's just trying to provide you an opportunity for a little bit of PR, Donald Trump. But that's what Donald Trump largely used last night's Fox News Town Hall for. And he was given a second chance, by the way, by Sean Hannity to just say you're not gonna be a dictator, and here's how he handled it.
2: The media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody.
3: Except for day one. Yeah. Except for he's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning I want to close the border and
2: I want to drill. That's not that's no, that's not that's not retribution.
3: I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, <laughs> we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator, so that, okay? That, that
2: sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were <laughs> president.
0: We get the attempt to cover by, by Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is so stupid that he thought, "Oh, I'm going to help Trump. By just giving us a soundbite where he says, I won't abuse power. And then regardless of all the other things he says where he does promise that he'll abuse power, and we know that he will abuse power, we can always play that clip and say, look, he said he wouldn't. And he will not go on record saying that he won't. He says, day one, I'm gonna be a dictator. And Sean Hannity tries to spin, it just sounds like you're gonna go back to the policies of before. Nice attempt to spin, I'm not buying it. Sharon, what do you think?
1: Hey, Sean, dictator even in MAGA world still means dictator. We don't need you to translate, so knock it off. I found this, honestly, I found it refreshing, okay? He's devious, he is devilish. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump telling the truth about what he will do day one. Okay, so now we know, and he's been telling the truth. He's been telegraphing, giving the blueprint. Um, He did take those military secrets, didn't he? So there's a lot more he could be transparent about. But he's just saying who he is. And so I think the focus should be probably less on him and more on the people who are buying 100% what he's selling. It's not Mm -hmm. even like a glossy, rosy ad that kind of sucks you in. He's saying, I love Kim Jong-un, Putin, Yep. okay? China, okay? All right, that's what he's saying. So what is wrong with you when you Americans are saying, love it, voting mm-hmm. for it again, and there's even some quote unquote respectable people out there, leaders in the Republican Party, establishment people. Even Liz Cheney wouldn't say, well, she said she wouldn't support him, but then who are you going to support, okay? How are we going to get this done to kind of keep Donald Trump from becoming America's dictator? I don't know. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that that's the part that I do want to focus on. Like What he said in that clip Uh, Is worrying to put it lightly, but I think the response by the crowd arguably is bad. I'm gonna be, I'm not gonna be a dictator except on day one. Yeah,
4: (laughs) I said it. Yeah,
0: that's the response. They know they're being filmed, but it's not surprising. It's horrible, but not surprising. The surprising thing is that more of them don't say it more enthusiastically because what is the possible cost? As a Republican candidate, they know who their base is. I know we're not going to make, we're not supposed to make any sort of broad statements about. The right or whatever, but they sure love demonstrating that they have no interest in democracy, no interest in protections for you know the political minority or whatever. They want a guy who's gonna go in there, set fire to the constitution and do whatever racist, xenophobic, homophobic stuff they've been fantasizing about. They could not be clearer about that. Donald Trump could go way farther than he was in that clip and receive no pushback whatsoever. Because, I don't even know that there is a line that they could cross at this point. It's the job of people like Sean Hannity to pretend to try to put that sort of like classic veneer of the Republican Party on it. But that's not what this political movement is. It's not what this political movement has been for a long time. And if they get back in power, we're gonna see day by day, them getting what they've been so desperate to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right. And at the end of the day, I guess you get what you pay for, okay? These are the same people who, if they really look at the first term of Donald Trump, how much they were harmed. Even if we just look at COVID and leading Mm -hmm. people really to the slaughterhouse. I mean, if we're being honest, that's what was done. Also, one man could say a pandemic could never happen on his watch. When it did, the worst thing ever did. And yet you still are propping him up like he's this great Indicted, you know, truth seeker. And it's, it, I'm hearing it's already too late. I don't know. I just have my own opinions. These pundits know better, just like they told us it would never happen. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, By the way, final point on this Uh, Donald Trump there is presenting a second Donald Trump presidency as uh, a dictatorship that obviously we should be worried about. So from the point of view of Representative Tulsi Gabbard, he is pushing for Donald Trump's assassination. Because if anybody says that he's going to be a dictator, you're calling for political violence. That's what Representative Gabbard has said. Well, it looks like Trump just called for his own assassination. We live in such a stupid country. Anyway, I want to turn now to other aspects of this race. Sean Hannity in the Fox News Town Hall, of course, wanted to talk about President Joe Biden and his cognitive capacity. Let's take a look.
2: Joe Biden, and of course, he is struggling cognitively. Do you think in 11 months, he will be their candidate?
3: I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I haven't said that, I'm saving it for this big town hall. i have never really, I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, (laughs) I believe he'd
2: fall over. Who do you think would replace him then? Uh,
3: Well I saw one person on who I actually had a very good relationship with, but I'm sure that it would end very quickly. I saw him in your debate the other night and he's slick, but he's got no facts. You know, He's got no facts.
0: Okay, so there he's talking about but apparently doesn't want to name Gavin Newsom. I guess he's slick and has no facts. Donald Trump is definitely terrified of going up against Gavin Newsom, who I will remind everyone for the thousandth time would not be my pick. But he's clearly worried about him. He's worried about Biden. He's talking about how he would blow on Biden and Biden would fall over. Biden at least tries to exercise at his advanced age. What the hell does Donald Trump do at this point? But that um, that is Donald Trump. Uh, I think telegraphing that that there he does have some fears. What I found most fascinating about that, Sharon, and I want your opinion of, is he says he doesn't think Biden is going to make it. And the only reason he's saying that is they love the idea that Biden's about to die or whatever. So they they all laugh, they all cheer. But Biden, at least from my point of view, is like almost singularly poorly positioned to beat Donald Trump when you look at the polling. If he were to keel over and be replaced by someone, they would almost certainly poll better against Trump. So I wonder if, like their like gleeful cheering in the crowd there, might come back to bite them if they actually get what they want there. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I wish <laughs> President Biden well. Um, whether he should be the candidate or not is, I guess, beside the point. But I think you're right. He's telegraphing here, and I hope that uh, the Biden administration, the campaign, doesn't buy into it too much because you're right. Donald Trump doesn't want to take on Biden and if something were to happen you're you're right again. What if it's I don't know, Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania who steps into the race, okay? I think Donald Trump wants Kamala Harris to trip Joe Biden, okay, <laughs> put him in a nursing home or something and then, you know, she'd become the candidate. He wants to sow division here. And I yeah. think instead of, you know, focusing on the race at hand, which by the way he's leading in the polls too, somehow this is the preferred sport it is.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and again, that interaction was just about uh, the fantasy of Joe Biden dying. That's all it is. Because again, they love the idea that the other guy is gonna die. I don't know if we ended up doing it on the show, actually. I talked about it in our production meeting, but so I think it was Insider had an article about what if Donald Trump died before the, the presidential race. and And My reaction to that was, why is this a thing that you're speculating about? There's no reason to believe that he's about to die. It seems so unnecessary. But on the other side, it's not unnecessary. They love it. They delight in it. That's what they want. But anyway, it is very easy for Donald Trump and Sean Haney to talk about the cognitive ability of President Biden. But they did have to at least pretend to address that Donald Trump is now regularly slurring his words and mixing up tons of different world figures. Here's what they had to say.
3: And then I'll say, our real president is Barack Hussein Obama they'll say he doesn't know who the president is he thinks it's Barack Hussein no i'm being sarcastic
0: okay so he's going back to that i thought it was i thought it was ai deep fakes they said yesterday that was doing all of that so uh you're being sarcastic are you slurring for sarcasm can you not pronounce the united states for sarcasm are you okay that's why you're mixing up obama and biden why are you mixing up biden and George W Bush why are you mixing up the the leaders of China and North Korea is this is this like deep cut sarcasm that's just over my head or something that you seem to mix up everyone why are you it's just it's such an obvious shallow cover but he's on that town hall with, with Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity is not going to push back he's he's not going to ask a serious question because if he did he would lose future opportunities with interviewing Donald Trump it's never going to happen Sharon, what are
1: yeah. Do, do they even have a fact checker? You remember how you would have these little town halls, and then on the screen, some of the cable channels would, you know, quickly do like they had a bunch of people in a room and they fact check it. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's not true. This didn't happen. Whatever. They don't have anything like that. This is a show. It's theater. I don't know if it would make the cut if I'm watching Netflix or Max. <laughs> What's that HBO Max? I don't know if I want to watch it. If I ran out of everything else that and I binged on everything else, I might. But this is really boring stuff. And you forgot about Turkey, remember? Messed up that leader too. That's true. It's just, it's pathetic. It's bananas. And can you imagine if Donald Trump was in the White House now or was in the White House October 7th,
4: okay? Mm -hmm.
1: And having to handle this international crisis and work with leaders and allies, disaster, absolute disaster.
0: Yeah, it would be a horror show that unfortunately a significant chunk of the American public would delight in probably. Uh, So prepare yourself for that because it's entirely possible that this conflict will still be going on following the 2024 election. So maybe he'll get his chance to deliver some horrors for his base. yeah, I'm glad that you pointed out the turkey. Uh, was it sarcasm when you said that Joe Biden was gonna get us into World War II? <laughs> is that what get it is? Sleep. It's bacon. he said, Seriously, get some sleep, get some therapy, eat a vegetable, Donald Trump. <laughs> anyway, with that said, um, I wanna talk about a topic that they didn't focus a lot on, but it matters to me. Here is the Fox News town hall. Sean Hannity and Donald Trump talking about climate change.:
3: You know, they don't call it global warming so much. Now they call it climate change because it wasn't working. Global warming wasn't working when it was cooling. So now they call it climate change. That takes care of everything. The only global warming we should be thinking about and worrying about because it could happen tomorrow is
0: nuclear global warming. why Why are we constantly? burdened with the dumbest people in the world being given the most power and influence and prestige and fame and money. That is such a juvenile, that is the, if we evolved from apes, why are there still apes of discussing climate change? Like it's that of climate change denial. They used to call it global warming, now they call it climate change. I love the use of they, man, dimwitted people love they. You can get away with everything with they. Who's they? The scientists, the politicians, the activists, concerned citizens, who is they? Yes, global warming was a term that was used and is still used constantly. And by the way, with good reason, because while climate change is a better all encompassing description of what is happening, Global warming is also happening. You can see national average temperatures going up in this chart. That is a big part of what is going on. That is not the only part, which is why some people, including some scientists use the term climate change. Because yes, well, some places will become hotter. Some places winter will be colder. Some places will become drier. Some places will become more humid, wetter. Uh, so there is complexity to this, and scientists being capable of and willing to discuss and identify that complexity does not mean that there's flaws in their their brains. um your lack of ability to to follow that uh, might indicate the same about you. So anyway, this is a guy, Sharon, who could very soon once again be in charge of America's response to climate change. We already know that if he gets in charge and he controls Congress, they're going to. Uh, dial back or entirely remove the inflation reduction act, the funding for, you know, alternative fuels, uh, you know, renewable energy, that's going to be gone. It is going to be, as he says, drill baby drill and damn our kids and grandkids. What do you think?
1: I think he'll have several more train derailments to show up at, even though he's part of the reason that certain places have problems that will last for decades. A simpleton dumbing it down and just god awful ways i at least thought he was going to make a joke about cow flatulence okay or something like that but he he wouldn't even that would be over his head as well I, we are in a crisis we don't remember when it was just a little while ago when the scientists told us we got about this much we can still dial it back we can dial it back and get this thing under control if we all cooperate that wasn't that long ago you want to elect donald trump again it's done okay There'll be plenty of hot air to go around. Not just that coming out of Mm. his mouth behind a building trying to knock Joe Biden over.
0: Yeah, and I don't like, we're we're gonna move on, but I just don't. I know know for the regular conservatives, they have been the target of a multi-decade, multi-billion dollar propaganda campaign to make them incapable of thinking critically about virtually anything and to question anyone. Who has studied anyone who has expertise? Like they have been taught to not trust scientists, academics, doctors, the CDC, all of that. So I get why it is difficult for them to follow what is going on, particularly because the media doesn't do a good job or often any job of actually talking about climate change. But Donald Trump, he knows exactly what is going on. And there, and, and so many of the other Repu- elected Republicans and those in media do like now as a parent, the idea that you would doom them and their children, because many of these are, these are, these are older, generally guys, they have grandkids to just give them the middle finger and be like, yeah, have fun with the, with the world that we're giving you. Have fun with earth in 2060. I do not understand the at least callous neglect or outright hostility towards your own descendants. I will never understand that.
1: I want anyway. to understand falling asleep for, you said the better part of two decades. You're not Mm -hmm. curious at all. Okay, so we all are subject to propaganda, but you're not even a little bit curious to just kind of just peek under the hood. Maybe ask a few questions. That's sick, that's dead. It's like the walking dead.
0: Yeah, people in Texas are devastated every summer by heat that kills tons of people and then devastated in the intense winters. And granted, for Texas, that's not just a climate change thing. That's also their absolute ridiculous energy policy. But, but yeah, we just we, the cycles of suffering. Like now, every, you know, every summer, like people are just going to become like I guess inured to the fact that you fall over, you hit the pavement, you get second degree burns. It's not like there aren't reminders. It's we used to say like, oh God, like people won't know until it's too late, 2075. No, right now, right now we know how bad it is. But you have people like Donald Trump trying to get people to uh, lock in their own apocalypse so that some of the richest people in the world can get more pointless wealth that will have no effect on their their life. Anyway, uh, that's the town hall. We got a lot more to turn to on the other side of this break. Okay, everybody. If you're just joining us now, please hit that like button because we got a
5: lot to talk about. Starting with this, we trust House Republicans trust the American people to draw their own conclusions. We should not—they should not be dictated by some narrative and accept that as fact. So they can review the tapes themselves. We're going through a methodical process of releasing them as quickly as we can. As you know, we have to blur some of the faces of persons who participated in 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 the events of that day because we don't want them to be retaliated against and 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 to be charged by the DOJ and to have other you know concerns and problems.
0: Yeah, he just he's just saying it. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, we are going to try to protect from legal consequences those who tried to overturn the election. Those who participate in a coup who are on film committing crimes, we don't want there to be retaliation. that's terrible and there was a lot of pushback against that and and I want you to be like I want you to understand. He is not saying we have footage of people who are just there and aren't doing anything, and we don't want them to face social familial retaliation. He said from the DOJ and the only way you would suffer consequences from the DOJ is if there is evidence in the video of you committing a crime. He was very specific and now they are specifically running as far from that as they can because a spokesperson for the speaker Raj Shah said, Uh, Faces are to be blurred from public viewing room footage to prevent all forms of retaliation against private citizens from any non-governmental actors. The Department of Justice already has access to raw footage from January 6th. So you know that thing where we said we want to protect them from the DOJ? We mean from everything else that we already gave it to the DOJ. You'll understand why I'm a bit confused because that's the exact opposite of what he said yesterday. Sharon, what do you make of this?
1: I make of it that I really just want to see the footage of them running. The Congress people running for their lives that day, Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they had to go to the bathroom or if it was not a peaceful protest, okay? And if he wants to blur all these faces, I don't know how they're going to finally catch Antifa. Remember Antifa (laughs) was behind this whole thing and you need to let us see all of the footage. So Antifa can finally get what's coming to them for causing this national embarrassment and just death and destruction.
0: I think it's a great point. Clearly he's a rhino because he's pretending to be a conservative, but he's protecting commie scum. Also, by the way, how are we going to track down the thousands of FBI agents who are Mm. undercover in the crowd causing all of it? No Trump person did it, it's all FBI agents. Why is he protecting the FBI provocateurs who did this? Weird, weird. I hope he faces tough questions from his base about that. Who definitely know that what they say about it being Antifa isn't true. Anyway, um, we'll see what comes of this. Uh, You know, he successfully worked with the Democrats to fund the government. So that's like, I guess, a point in his favor. But now he's trying to maybe balance out the scales by telling the right that we're going to protect the coup, uh, you know, participants from uh, consequences. Well, he is going to go a little bit further. He's going to attack the January 6th committee. Let's watch that.
5: I think the January 6th committee was a partisan exercise. They they claim that it was bipartisan, but I think we all recognize that the the two Republican members that served on that uh, committee uh, had another agenda. I I think that what we got was a biased report. I think they hid some of the uh, important evidence. And uh, look, we want the American people to draw their own conclusions. I don't think partisan elected officials in Washington should present a narrative and expect that it should be uh, seen as, as the ultimate truth on it when we know that they hid certain elements.
0: You're blurring faces and you're worried about hiding certain elements. That seems a little weird to me. Uh, pointless fact check here. And I only mention this because I know that Sharon likes fact checks. Uh, they tried to have more Republicans on the January 6th committee. They tried to have it be equal, and you guys refused to allow that. And we know, we knew then why they were refusing it so that they could say what they're saying now. They can say it was biased, even though again it was, in fact, bipartisan regardless. Um that's their easy get out of jail free card i suppose for it um but anyway it's it just my my gut is to say how could this possibly work we know what happened on january 6th no amount of footage selectively shot from early on from one camera that shows some people who aren't beating a cop to death is going to cancel out those who were using trump flags to bludgeon the life from law enforcement who were breaking through windows, breaking down doors, chanting that they wanted to hang people, like chasing after people through the halls. All of that exists no matter how much footage you think you have from 40,000 hours of footage that doesn't include that. And yet, I also know that it will, will work. It doesn't matter because the vast majority of them didn't see any of that. They were protected, coddled, they were swaddled by Fox News and guarded against reality. And it'll be easier to convince them of this than, remember, there's so many people that coming out of over a million dead from COVID just in the US think that the vaccine was the thing that killed everybody. Like, we are an incredibly dumb country. We are a a propagandized to and enthusiastic consumer of propaganda type of political culture. That's what we are. We want to be manipulated. We want to be deceived so that we can feel warm and fuzzy. We don't want cognitive dissonance and Fox News and people like Mike Johnson are great protectors from conservatives ever experiencing that unfortunate and uncomfortable psychological state. Sharon. We consume too much reality television. It
1: started about a decade and a half ago and now we're living in a cesspool of reality shows. This is like that new one that they have going. Obviously, I'm a consumer too, sorry. Where they Hmm. took all the worst villains and put them in a house from all the reality shows. That's what we're living like. When you played that clip, I somehow was like channeling that I'm a casting director and I am casting the part of Mike Johnson. And I almost wanted to tell them, go bigger just a little bit, not too much, but just go a little bit bigger. This whole thing is a reality show as was that fake, attempt to even out the January 6th committee and put the wrestling coach on it, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> and we knew the wrestling coach would not be on it because the wrestling coach can't tell the truth and he likes to grandstand. So yeah, this is your life, America, look at your life.
0: Yeah, a guy who refused to protect you know college yeah. athletes can probably not be trusted to protect American democracy would be my guess. Um. Yeah, I agree uh, and I haven't watched House of Villains, but I am part of the problem. I do watch yeah. a little bit of fixer yeah. upper sometimes. So anyway, with that said, I want to turn to a related issue with Mike Johnson. Uh, Mike Johnson, like many Republicans, is trying to fundraise, desperate to raise money. And the GOP has been having a little bit of trouble this cycle in raising money. So he's going back to the well of demonizing the LGBTQ community. Here's an email he sent out titled, does America need more God, Patriot? God, that is, I don't know how he could fit more condescension into an email title with his few letters, but he goes on to say, I'm uneasy patriot. This is Speaker Mike Johnson. I just had to send this email or I had to have an intern generate this with chat GPT and then send it. I've been thinking about the state of our country and I cannot conclude anything other than America is hanging on by a thread. Our culture has fallen so far since the founding of our country. and It's just getting worse. I fear America may be beyond redemption. And goes on to say, here's, here's why he thinks that we're about to slide into an abyss. Just consider the frightening drop in church attendance over the past several decades. One in four high school students identifies as something other than straight. What are they being taught in school? I'm going to guess acceptance if I had to guess, but God is openly mocked in the public square and you don't even want to see the filth that passes for popular culture these days. Let's face it, we live in a depraved culture. Um. So as I said to my producers in the production meeting, yes, they do want to see what passes for popular culture. That's what makes it popular culture, people watching it because they want to watch it. But um, one in four high school students don't identify as straight, thus We are a decadent society that is about to slide into the seventh layer of hell um, because they're being taught something. Uh, And it can't just be like that it is acceptable to not be straight. That's not going to convince someone to switch their identity. They are being manipulated. That's what he's saying. They're being taught something by their gay teachers that makes them not straight. And so I want to ask Mike Johnson a question. What lesson plan would it take to make you not be straight? Since all it takes is a lesson in school, I don't know, Ben Shapiro, what would you need to be told by a teacher that would make you not straight for the rest of your life? Manipulated against your will, into having a totally different gender identity or sexual orientation. Because apparently it is that simple. It's so simple that the teachers can do it without ever once being t- caught on film or being audio recorded doing it. must be a super facile comment an offhand comment that turns all of these kids gay. So what is it that would turn you gay? That would be so easy to communicate without ever being caught. Anyway, obviously I'm having a little bit of fun with this Sharon. But what do you think about this attempt to fear monger?
1: Uh, I think, first of all, you're on to something. And perhaps it's subliminal. I don't know how they're doing it. But you're right. By this thinking, every Republican has the potential to be gay, which I'm fine with. I'm absolutely fine with. Do you do whatever you want? Oh, That's right, they're saying that you don't even have a choice. That someone is waving some kind of magic wand and making you become something that you wouldn't normally be. If it's that simple, I wish someone could wave a wand and make me, I don't know, billionaire. I give it away and end up (laughs) broke anyway. But this is just Tom foolery. as if there's not better things to do in this world. That explains all of the negativity, all of the bad things and all of the children who are hurt except for the kids who have nothing to eat because they cut the school programs. Okay,
4: Mm -hmm. it's
1: just, this is what we're buying. This is, it's that simple, blame it on the teachers. And um, I wanna help you LGBTQ people, I need to help you. I know, I just so, make no sense. It makes no sense. So I can't make so sense of it.
0: Um, okay, I mean, if we're gonna play this game. Okay, so he's saying that uh, frightening church attendance drop over the past several decades. Okay, well, over the past several decades, we had eight years of Reagan and eight years of George W. Bush and four years of Trump. Oh my God, Republican presidents are turning people gay and driving them away from the church. Like that's fun. You could just point out that a thing changes and then uh, you know, link it to anything else that happened during that time. It's just, it's so stupid. He hates that he looks out there and sees that some people feel marginally more comfortable being who they really are. And that is just that that just sticks in his craw, it boils in his gut, and he wants to drive so many people back into the shadows. Good luck with that. Okay, we're gonna take our second break of the hour because we got another big story to jump into this uh, oversight committee hearing on trans athletes. We're gonna break that down after this. We tried, or I guess I should say I tried to pack way too much into this show. So that said, let's jump into it.
1: When lawmakers like this are so far out of touch with what women need, we see states pushing back, at least states that will allow you to push back. I'm from the state of Texas, and of course, they don't want you to ever have an opportunity to raise your voice in the state of Texas. In fact, Ms. Perry, I know your organization, the Heritage Foundation, loves Texas. Ooh, they love Texas. They always sending us some nonsense bills that somehow set this country on the wrong trajectory. They send them to Texas. They send them to Florida. Every
4: deplorable state that we can think about, they usually coming out of y'all's think tank.
0: That is representative Jasmine Crockett pointing out that yes, think tanks like you know heritage will go into these states and that's where they will try to raise up these issues to pass up at the state level eventually influence the federal government. Well, the issue there is that she referred to deplorable states and Marjorie Greene was not having it as you'll see in this clip.
4: We believe point in of order <laughs> and because we believe in point of order. gerrymandering in this point of order, Good, I move to strike her her words, deplorable states. That's
0: not a point of order, let the gentlelady proceed.
4: The committee will suspend, whoa, 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 the committee will suspend.
0: Whoa, 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 Jamie Raskin is right. That's not what a point of order is. Um, But in Marjorie Greene's defense, she's only been a congresswoman for years at this point. Why would she be expected to know that? In her actual defense, she was not allowed to participate in committee hearings for most of that time. So I guess she doesn't know Robert's rules of order at this point. But anyway, um, he points out that it's not a point of order so that you can strike a deplorable from the record. And then it got worse for her when fill-in chair Lisa McClain, Republican uh, Congresswoman consulted with aides and finally declared a deplorable state is not a statement against a person, nor is it engaging in personalities. And so coming out of this, Jasmine Crockett had this to say about the interaction. So the MAGA's think MTG is so amazing, right? To be clear, the senior member from Georgia was wrong. It's a bad day when the Republican chair has to rule in my favor. Learn the rules before trying to check me. The fact that she was proven wrong and also proven to have not been paying much attention over the past few years is not gonna have any effect whatsoever. It never does. Marjorie Greene tweeted out, Jasmine Crockett just did her best Hillary Clinton impersonation and insulted half of the country by calling red states deplorable states. She thinks if you disagree with her radical transsexual agenda, you are deplorable. Well, I mean, maybe that's what she was thinking. What she said was that Heritage uses states like Texas to pass a bunch of horrendous legislation. I mean, you could try to respond to specifically what she's doing. Marjorie Green choosing not to do that. Sharon, what do you think?
1: Marjorie Taylor Greene, remember when she was run off of public access back home in her district, okay? She got run off of public access by the callers who took her to task. And I believe the opposition brought up all of the ads, okay, to also take her to task. She knows not what she speaks of on any given day, but she's so loud with it. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. She's so loud with it. You don't know the rules. And yes, It's fair to note that she was not permitted to participate. They basically told her, you sit back there and be quiet. But (laughs) she could have used the time, John, to just kind of take it in, drink it in, see what she would do once she does get the stage. And this is what we're left with. She doesn't even have the Cliff Notes version of the rules, and she doesn't understand the context of what was said. It seemed like plain English to me. She doesn't understand the context of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think the larger context of this issue is: should we denigrate millions of people? I mean, that's not what Jasmine Crocker was doing, but let's say that you thought that that's what she meant. Um, do do they actually think that that is a bad thing? She's implying that you shouldn't do that in that tweet. She says, "You know, you're not supposed to insult so many people by calling it's just based on your politics. You're calling us names. You shouldn't do that." Well, it's so weird because. Um, not that long ago, Donald Trump called his political opponents uh, vermin actually. And it's so weird that I went on her two different Twitter accounts and she didn't have anything to say about that. Not a single comment. It's uh- so no points of order, nothing. The fact that Donald Trump would call people who disagree with him vermin who need to be rooted out, which is a 100 times worse than just deplorable. And she's got nothing to say about it. These people are such hypocrites. And I don't just mean they're a hypocrite on this issue. I mean, they lack the core value that demands any consistency whatsoever from event to event, situation to situation, that your values should be recognizable between them. Um, it's all contingent. It's all, was this my side? Is this their side? That's how I'm gonna decide. So that's Marjorie Green. I, I would love for her to follow George Santos and be booted out of Congress. But unfortunately, we're still, still stuck with her. That said, I wanna move on to another sort of eruption that happened during this oversight committee hearing on transgender athletes. Take a look at this.
4: I am here to protect women, girls. My God, why do I have to apologize for that? We spent decades trying to protect women. And you know what? We won. We won. So I will not apologize now or ever, for trying to protect my daughters and women in sports. And that's what this hearing was about, protecting women. So you know what? I am a woman, and let me tell you, hear me roar, because I will not stop protecting women. You want to know why? Because we have rights too. Women have rights too. And our daughters have rights too. Let me be explicitly clear on that. And I will never stop protecting our daughters.
0: Well, it depends on the topic though, Lisa McLean. So that's a GOP representative. I think it's pretty clear from the context. They're getting fired up and delivering a totally natural heartfelt thing. That wasn't performative at all. That wasn't an attempt to go viral or whatever. She's being super honest. Um, But I do agree with some of the points. I think that women should be protected. I think that girls should be protected. I think our daughters should be protected. I intend to protect my daughter. I would also include trans women in that. I understand that she's not going to. But even if you just limit the definition of the way she would, does she actually protect them? Yes, there were huge wins over the decades. I don't know that she was participating much in that. But if the rights are what's important, our daughters have rights. You're probably already uh, guessing where this is going. Where does she stand on the right to control what happens to your body? Well, she was super enthusiastic about the A plus rating she got from the Susan B. Anthony Pro Life Scorecard. So, some rights you have rights to exclude women that you don't want around. You can do that, but you know if you get knocked up by your rapist or whatever, well, suddenly. Not so many rights, don't really care about the women's rights or the girls rights or our daughter's rights. None of those rights that really matter to your own life. Those are fictional. And um, you notice when she like was pointing out that like we fought for decades and won, what on what? What, what specifically did you win on? Cuz you don't seem to want to identify the amazingly difficult work from uh, women and allies as well that got those rights, that got Roe v Wade and all that. But, um, but anyway, Sharon, I want your thoughts on this. She's certainly fired up
1: fired up and a woman who would rather I not have access to birth control pills and by the way uh, her colleague Matt Gates who not not charged here okay but there was a lot of smoke and I wonder if she even asked a question speaking of protecting women protecting girls probably never even asked him like hey what was up with that these you're right there's got to be a better word than just hypocrisy here mm-hmm. okay and just because you you know my sister used to say that to me, My mother too, actually. Just because you talk the loudest, okay, to try to get your point across, your point is still garbage. Often it was back then. Okay. That's just this yelling and waving around. And it's like an episode of the real housewives, you know, when they're instructed to, you know, get a crunk up in here. Let's let's get some (laughs) chaos up in here. That's what it felt like. It was just this faux outrage that just turns your stomach. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you can just roar, you don't have to be the one to say that, hear me roar. And also, you don't say explicitly clear, either one of those would be fine. They mean very wow. much the same thing in this context. Um, but no, it's just it's a performative thing. Uh, and it's to distract you from the fact that on the actual substance, there's a lot of different rights and protections that she has no interest in fighting for. Um, we're gonna get on in the other side of this next break in the aftermath to AOC pointing out some of those. But, but I also wanna point out one other thing that I don't think it's focused on enough. We talked about this yesterday on the show. She was so fired up, I just have to wonder, man, what is happening in her state? That this enrages her in a way that nothing else going on does, well, it must be like an apocalypse going on there in women's sports. Senator Dana Polhanke pointed out, there have been a total of seven trans kids in Lisa McLean's home state over the past five years who have asked for eligibility from the Michigan High School Athletic Association to play public school sports. Seven over five years, they met like it only takes seven for their lives to matter, for them to deserve human decency and compassion. But if you're trying to pitch this as a thing that's destroying America or whatever, I think you're going to need a little bit more evidence because it doesn't seem to be the case. Anyway, that is unfortunately all the time. We have the first hour of the show, but don't you worry, myself and Sharon Reed both will be back for the aftermath on the other side of this.